Yes, my friends, and welcome back to the John Mohan Show live as the Lord intended it to be. Powered as always by Forever Fucking Loud. Ollie, how are you, sir? I'm good. We're not endorsing any churches here, but whatever, whoever you pray to. Whichever your deity may be. Yeah, mine is uh, the uh, deity sleep. Oh, you worship? I worship. You worship the sleep. I'd go for Lemmy. Like, who'd, in a, who'd yeah. win in a fight between Lemmy and God? Trick question, Lemmy is God. Yeah. What's off um what's that film? Is it more rats? Nah. No, oh, I, it's the one. Do you know what? I've Clerks? Nah. It's it's got Jay and Silent Bob in it. The, it? the lineup is Brendan Fraser, Adam Sandler, and um Steve Buscemi. And they break into a radio station and play rock. Because I think the right they're in a band and the radio won't play their single. So they sort of break it in, break in, try to get them to play the single, but then they end up taking everyone hostage. That's amazing. That's part of their um, demands for the police of the for them to play a gig <coughs> outside, so they have to get like, airlift in a stage and like rock and, like. <laughs> oh my god! Anyway, <laughs> welcome back. To the Hell Club. yeah! I bet you've missed our aside. I can't. Uh, I can't. Yeah, if anyone knows what the name of that film is, yeah, drop us in the chat. But how you doing, bro? <laughs> Good man. How are you? I'm all good. It's been a while since we've done one of these. We've been yeah. here, there, and everywhere. We've done some pre-records. Yeah. At download, of course. And Slammy D. Slammy we D. had Slammy D then. I think we had one back after that, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. And then... We, no, this is the first... Is the, yeah, we did have one live. Yeah. But yeah, that's when we, re- we recapped all that's been going on. Yeah. And now we've got a whole bunch of other stuff to recap, my friends. It's just a busy time, isn't it? It's been a very Festival busy time. He's, Festival season has come hard and fast. Yeah. Mercilessly. <laughs> In my face. <laughs> and all our faces. Our collective faces. <laughs> And is. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, the things we do for content. <laughs> Just covered in. A festival facial, if you will. Yeah, festival facial. Lots of sun still cream more has to been come. involved in this festival season. Still actually. more to come. Lots of sun cream. It's been a hot one. next month. Yep. Which I shall be attending. Yep. Have I told you what I've got to do that weekend? The DJ, yeah, disco DJ in the sound of disco. So I get there on probably the Wednesday, set everything up. Then Thursday we're probably gonna have a couple of interviews to do. Then I'm DJing silent disco Thursday night, Friday probably do a couple more interviews Friday daytime. Yeah. Then I got to hop on a train to London, go and DJ face down one thirty till two thirty in the main room, oh, four till Friday. six the afters. Yeah. Then get a red eye train back to Cheltenham for two thousand trees, and then inevitably probably do a handful more interviews on the Saturday. Yeah. Then I got to DJ again we'll on the Saturday it, night at, we'll at the Silent Disco. Keep it easy for trees. Don't overdo it. Low keys. I I just love the festival, so I do want to have yeah. a good time. Yeah, if you're watching right now, let us know if you've been to 2000 Trees Festival because for our well, money, it's couple, one of the best on the UK schedule. Sixth to the ninth of July. So we'll try and do a little preview show. Yep. Before that. Go through the mercy bands on the lineup. Yeah. A lot of friends playing as well. Hell yeah. Friends of the show as well. Friends of the show. I, I'm excited to check out Mimi Barks at, yeah. at 2000 Trees. See if, if we manage can... to get a full set without getting carded on this one. Yeah, if you missed the download special, you can watch it on YouTube now, where John interviews Mimi Barks and a bunch of other cool bands. Got Motionless in White, Stand Atlantic, Fearless Vampire Killers, Fearless Vampire Killers, Death of Vanna, Punk Rock Factory, Lake Malice, yep. other friends of the show. Who are also playing trees. Who are also playing trees. And Jasmine is in the chat saying it's a great festival. Looking forward to seeing everybody. Looking forward to seeing you too, my friend. Should be a, a very, very healthy and weekend in the Cotswolds. Touch wood. This is wood, Danny. You can't see it. But 
hopefully the weather stays up. So, because I all the trees I remember, the weather's been great. Yeah, like, only worry is download weather was great this year. Yeah, just London weather was great. Usually happen. <laughs> so I'm worried. I'm worried there's gonna it's, the curse has moved to July. I mean, in the words of Meatloaf, two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, but I I'm a fan of not ruining trainers in months. <laughs> Dude, right. I don't own wellies. If it ever, no, same. If it ever rains at festivals, my friends, this is my number one tip for you. Fuck wellies. You're not in Mumford and Sons. You don't need a pair of wellies. What you need... I wouldn't fuck them. <laughs> well. That's number one festival tip. <laughs> fuck your wellies. But what I will say is, in replacement of the wellies, army boots. Army boots are designed for that kind of terrain. They are quite literally built for shit weather. So... Every time a festival has even looked like it was going to rain, I've taken a pair of steel cap toe army boots with me, and I've never had an Sean, issue. Do you think I have a pair of steel toe cap army boots? Just yeah, my mum was in for like hand. thirty quid. Yeah, but what? And then I have to plan my outfit around it. It's <laughs> a whole thing. Just churning up, dressed as a member of Sabaton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Camo I, trousers. I, do have, I do have cargo. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Outfit. Get you in a tank as well. Anyway, what we were talking about, <laughs> what's going on today? Oh, right, my friends, you probably want to know what's going on on this show. Well, we are going to be joined at quarter past eight, which is hour two of the show, if you're watching again online, by Janelle from Conquer Divide, the band that have been supporting Electric Cowboy recently on their world-dominating headline tour. Literally, like, every single show on this motherfucker has got that red sold-out sticker next to it. So, Conquer Divide, have been enjoying some yeah. very full rooms over the course of this run. So we'll be chatting to Janelle all about that as well as their forthcoming brand new record, which is going to be out September 8th called Slow Burn. Gonna Maybe we should react to one of the songs off that before Janelle joins us. Yeah. That sounds like Let me uh, just sort some shit out. I'll, I'll, I'll carry on. Carry on. I'll carry on. I'll carry on. And on top of that as well, We'll get into the news because in case you weren't aware, whilst we've been gone, so much has happened. The words of Kelly Clarkson. Since you've been gone. You got it. Yeah, there we go. So much has happened, my friends. We'll get into the Bring Me the Horizon tour with Bad Omens. We'll get into Sleep Token selling out Wembley in 10 minutes, plus a load of other music news headlines. But yeah, let's before we get Janelle on, I'm assuming it's Janelle or Janelle. Janelle. Uh, well, uh, they've got a new album coming out in September and well, they released a song a couple of days ago, which we'll talk to her about, but they've got a, a newish video. It's a couple of weeks old. Welcome to paradise. Welcome to paradise with the letter with two. The letter two. The number two. <laughs> Been a long week, mate. <laughs> I've only seen a couple of clips of this on Janelle's Instagram account. I actually haven't listened to the song. I've seen the sort of deserty theme in the video, but that's all I really know going into this one. Oh, 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 oh. We're trying to load it up, my friends, just because if we were to put what was on the screen right now, you'd have a lovely insight into our email inbox, which. Oh, uh, yeah, we're, we're professional. Yeah, professional we're, we're so pro. We're so pro. Um, yeah, well, we'll check this video out <laughs> in a minute once I figured out a bit. But whilst Ollie does that, let's get into 
the reason why we've been gone for so long, and that was Download Festival. As Ollie mentioned, you can watch our Download Festival special on YouTube in full. We've also isolated the interview part, so if you just want to watch the interview clips from our Download special, more than welcome to just do that. But just to summarize the whole weekend and the whole vibe, it was a success all round for the music booking of Download Festival 2023. I've been going to this festival since I was 16 years old, and in that time, I have never seen a lineup run so smoothly in, yeah, in my entire time. Yeah, there logistical things, but I guess... There were some horrible clashes, for sure. Sometimes. Clash Mageddon was I a little bit I think the festival was fine. I think, like, there was just some, some bits... Bits and bobs surrounding it. Yeah. Oh, the traffic. Yeah. I think traffic's been a that's hot, what, that's hot what, topic. Of that's what I said musically speaking. Festival. Like, if you, if you are if you take out some of the logistics of festival season this year, I mean, I know Slam Dunk and Download both had their traffic issues, but, like, when we actually get into the arena and we're, we're enjoying the music, I mean, like, I think this year we can chalk as a success for Download because Once, the youthful yeah. side of the lineup really did show that they can pull big crowds. Once everyone's had a nice seven-pound cider down them. <laughs> <laughs> all the worries go away although i will say like the zero percenters did start running out rather quickly left right and center and at one point the only way i could get a non-alcoholic beer was trekking up to the beer hall which is like halfway up the hill between the second stage and the main stage yeah. so that wasn't fun let's do a couple of quick shout outs though the fallen cures says no cd only and us stage of ec tour <laughs> <laughs> that was like code. So no, Conquer Divide only on US stage of Electric Cobalt Tour. Yes, they are. Didn't they? I swear they supported them when they did the UK ones recently. Though I swear Conquer Divide opened, then it was Blind Channel, then it was Electric Cobalt. I was not there, <laughs> so I would not know. Huh. And Dr. Scott says, welcome back, gentlemen. Welcome back, Dr. Scott. My friends, the reason why we're talking Electric Cobalt and Conquer Divide is because I love having Janelle. a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Makes us feel more clever having you around, Dr. Scott. I feel more cleverer. Yeah. <laughs> You make us smarter. So the reason we're talking Electric Cowboy and Conquer Divide is because Janelle from Conquer Divide will be joining us in around about an hour's time. And as we mentioned, they have got a brand new album out on September the 8th called Slow Burn. And this is a video off that album called Welcome to Paradise. I like how you never see the Reaper's face in the whole video as well. Unless, yeah. Are they going to show it at the end? Or is it going to cut off just on the shoulders? Oh, that's a sick shot. That's fucking awesome. That is beautiful imagery with the smoke going off in the background as well. That's fucking... Is she dead? Oh my God, what's going to happen next? Find out Tune next in to find out, out next, next time, time on Conquer Divide. Yeah. Shout out to Black Wolf Imaging on the that's music. That's Conquer, C-O-N-Q-U... Er, is that not how you spell not, conquer? Uh, not conquer, as in the game we used to play as kids. Ah, uh, like uh, conquer nuts. Conquer nuts. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I was a, not not to brag, but a bit of a bit of a legend in my in my school <laughs> on the old conquer game. You were big on the conquer scene. Big on the conquer scene. <laughs> <laughs> what was your technique? Just you know. You'd uh, soak it. Uh, do you know what? There's loads of rumors going around. It's like you can soak it in like vinegar and it'll get really hot. Like porridge. Yeah. But really, it's just how hard you hit. Oh, how uh, real conquer was. So, so you swung conquer real hard. Yeah. And it would divide the other conquers. <laughs> so, yeah. We have a laugh. Oh we have a laugh God. Show, don't we? Bro, I don't know if you're joking or not. <laughs> I don't know. I'll <laughs> what I'm going to say until it comes out on my phone. Like, I can fully see you as a child, like, going around. It was like, conquer. imagine me as, like, it was kind of like a... Like, I'm seeing, like, an anime kind of storyline. Yeah, like, um, like a hooded Ollie just walking through the streets. Instead of, of, like, Pokemon, I'd whip out my 
conquers <laughs> and, ch- and challenged people to duels. I challenge you <laughs> to a duel, sir. <laughs> oh my God. Right, my friends, should we start talking about rock music again? Because <laughs> if we talk any more about conquers, I'm going to go on such a fucking tangent. <laughs> <laughs> but that was Conquer Divide with their single uh, Welcome, Welcome to, to Paradise. Paradise off their upcoming album called Slow Burn out on the 8th of September on Mascot Records. Ollie, you could work in radio with transitions like that. That was smooth. It is cool. Yeah, I, I just had to double check it was called Slow Burn. Yeah. <laughs> it is indeed, my friends. We'll be talking to Janelle all about that about 8.15 on today's show, what, hour two. What else has been going on in the world right. of rock and alternative? and? Let's shit. talk about two ridiculous live music bits of news bring me the horizon and bad omens are touring Mm -hmm. and sleep token sold out wembley in 10 fucking minutes yeah we when we were reacting to the sleep token record someone on the chat was asking about like how much fan base they're going to grow over this album and i we said i reckon they'll they'll be able to do wembley very soon i didn't think they would sell it out in 10 minutes nope without any supports getting announced either that was the thing that blew my mind like i i cast my mind back to other bands that have bitten off wembley as a big show for them and like like they've had to announce like the tour package in full like us this band and this band whereas like sleep token just went should we see should we just find out what the name alone will do well it was just like yeah like you said like a lot of bands i mean it is in december so they've got a long time so maybe they maybe i reckon they probably had it already planned but they weren't expecting it to sell out that fast which so i'm hoping they'll add another date or something got a second wembley i reckon they could do it That would be. If you're silly. selling out a, a ten thousand in ten minutes. There's gonna be a lot of people that have missed out <laughs> on those tickets. True, very, very true. And uh, also, and I, I, I think it's gonna be like a. Imagine the production. That's what I was about to say. Like the produ- I think the production that they're going to spend on this, especially if like, if you look at how Bring Me The Horizon News Download Festival is like the start of a new era, like a new campaign, a new story. This very well could be the start of Sleep Token's next cycle because they've said that the end of the trilogy is yeah. Take Me Back to Eden. So following on from this, Wembley very well could Although be the start like, of chapter two of Sleep Token. I feel like they still need to tour this album a bit. Oh yeah, no, for sure. They like they absolutely will. But yeah. like in terms of, you know, like moving forward, as you said, production wise, yeah. like Vessel loves coming out on stage in new gear, new theatrics. This could be, like, have you noticed also how Vessel over the last couple of tours has been growing different new parts? So like these angel yeah, wings yeah. have been like coming out of one shoulder. New mask now. New mask has been coming out. It's a red on the, around the mouth. I think it's, I think it's like a slight like you know when like venom takes over like tom hardy yeah like where like that it was like a bit of a slow burning kind of process in the, out in the video for the love that you want from the last album there's a lot of like red it looks like, like red mold and shit so that it reminded me of that that's growing mm. on his mask it's all got some backstory shit in it yeah <laughs> some backstory shit in it i like that it, they, no one's really explained it so everyone has these theories there's like a whole reddit about it of like people's like the sleep token law yeah people's like interpretations of the lyrics and what everything means but there's no like actual concrete like they haven't they haven't said anything have they yeah that it's all been very much like interpret it how you will and i think in the same way bring me are going to drop this bible that ollie's been talking about i think sleep token very well could drop like i could see them doing like a graphic novel like a film like because as well like you look at that mask that vessel now has the like this white deal with the red stuff over it yeah. i think through action you could tell a silent story through just vessel in and of itself like no speaking no words 
Just action. Do like a Netflix like animated series vessel. I don't even think animated the live action, bro. Yeah. What did you think he'd he'd play it? Yeah. Like, cause have you seen him on stage? Like the contorted kind of movements. Yeah. Like I think like like playing off like the ideas of like you know love, mental health, relationships that have been coursing through these sleep token yeah. songs. Like it would be beautifully poetic so, if you ha if you had like a storyline of this character trying to interact but couldn't but i still feel like they need they're gonna do something with all these characters they've created yeah because at the moment they're just sort of each song has its own character yeah and they have those animated videos for the official releases but surely there's gotta be like some sort of and looking at this tour oh, can we pull up that tour poster actually because looking at this tour post my friends like i mean like the lasers are pointing at that being as if it's being targeted also do you know anything about this so that looks like that looks like morse code so basically, they introduced it on like the first singles. So it's basically an alphabet. It's an alphabet of symbols. And people figured it out after they released the summoning and um, chokehold. Because obviously, each symbol represents a character. So because they had so, so many characters in the summoning and chokehold they were able to determine that this is a c this is whatever this is so then Damn. they people figured out the name of the album before it got announced because they'd had it written down on stuff well, that's genius and this says something i can't remember exactly what it says but it's um that it's the subtext that's sitting at the bottom my friends just behind the logo but yeah that's fucking genius yeah. bro well i tweeted it the other day of what it actually says oh so you got it written down somewhere that would be useful. So the text at the bottom of that Wembley poster reads, I am hunting something, and in turn that same thing is hunting me, the beholder, the void beyond. I am the line between. I am the teeth of God. Oh! <laughs> Beautiful, isn't it? That but, gives me chills, yeah. man. Do you like my reading, then? I do. Like, you got a dramatic voiceover line waiting to be signed up to. No one wants to hear this voice on a fucking advert or a fucking voiceover. Yeah, they would. Nah. Go on. <laughs> so, like, sell, sell me a dramatic movie. mumbling little northern prick. No, you, you had quite a smooth, solitary voice then. What do you want me to say? Go on, sell, sell the Barbie this movie year. for me. Barbie. I don't know. What do <laughs> <laughs> Thought you know new Barbie? Think again. <laughs> this time she's back for revenge on all the little girls that punished her imagine that is that the plot of the plot of the movie that was the plot of the movie like every every like barbie comes to life <laughs> and fucking kills all the <laughs> all the girls that have played with the room of the years that's <laughs> like toy isn't soldiers. that i was gonna say that's the that's pretty much the plot of chucky though isn't it yeah or toy soldiers have you seen that film i haven't classic no. this is what annoys me john <laughs> claim to be tapped into culture but you haven't seen music yeah film you no. haven't seen Toy Soldiers was a fucking classic growing up. I didn't see Jurassic Park until I was 21 Jurassic years old. Oh my God. Yeah. There was another uh, one the other day that you hadn't seen. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm bad for it on films. Bad for it. But speaking of dinosaurs and Jurassic Park. Yep. Ollie Sykes' new mic stand features the skeletons of a snake, a goat, okay. and something else. Yeah, if we're talking about lore. Like, I actually follow the... Ollie put a post about it on Instagram and then I followed the person who made it off the back of that because I just like I love is it on artwork like this if I go on his Instagram now will I find it that's what I was just giving it a search for as well yeah because I, I I could only see it from afar and like in like this when it was on the big screens but it looked fucking impressive oh dude 
Where was it? Yeah, so it's Alfred Pietroni who made the microphone stand that Ollie uses. Did search that, Alfred? And this guy also did the album artwork for Skrillex's Quest for Fire as well. So, oh, no, no, sorry, that was it. Ollie says, I've written a Bible which me and Alfred Petoni have turned into a full dystopian sci-fi opera and wanted to share a bit with you. But where's the bit about the mic stand? Because, like, that blew my mind. Like, I can't see it in his Instagram. Yeah, no, I can't either. Don't know where it's gone. But, yeah, basically did a bit, did a bit on his Instagram account about where this mic stand came from and like it's the combination of like different it's like a, it's a goat's head a snake and something else like I think it's like human body parts maybe pretty cool pretty cool and dude like the thing is could you imagine a scene kid hero Ollie Sykes has grown up to be like a, a fashion leader yeah fashion icon like you look at all the stuff that yeah Drop Dead has done over the years and like their collaborations like they've do you remember the uh, the video game line that Drop Dead had where they teamed up was was it Street Fighter? Uh, yeah, that was the yeah. that was the post where they talk about it. Yeah, <coughs> post Caesar some of the. Uh, so they're the, the creatures, the creatures that you saw on stage at Download Festival. Man, they look fucking cool. Oh, that one's hideous. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. These are some like blueprints. I'm guessing that's Eve L. It's I like that he's done like a whole literally like pretty pretty much like a screen screenplay. Yeah. And I'm so stoked to see just how far this thing goes. Cause I mean, yeah, we were talking on the show the other day after just download. Far, just how far down the rabbit hole goes. Yeah. Like it could either go if they wanted, they could actually make a video game. They can make a film. I think film makes the most sense. Maybe like an act, like you know how MGK did a film for Tickets to My Downfall. Who? <laughs> I think yeah. Bring Me could do a film called Post Human. Just that's the name of the film, and it could be like the three chapters of the film: survival, yeah. horror, next gen, and then whatever the third installment will be. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think that would work better animated. Do you reckon? I, I just feel like human acting, you you need such a big budget to pull off that level of CG. I think you need more budget to pull off. Oh, Jonathan. Animation. Do you think, do you think animation costs more than rendering a CGI monster into a, a filmed landscape? Yeah, now that you put you it think, like that. <laughs> now that you put it you like that. Transformers <laughs> cost more than bloody... I don't know. Killing joke. I was trying to... Cost more than Nickelodeon cartoon. <laughs> I like how you referred to me by my full name then as if I said something so stupid. You're like, Jonathan. Because it's like, I guess nowadays when you do like animated cartoons, it's a lot quicker with computer technology. Whereas when you still, when you film stuff with CG and there's so much that goes on. Yeah. So many people involved in like rendering just little aspects. Even like you get people that just focus on background or like lighting and Everything has to be perfect. Yeah. But they've like, I mean, Bring Me have had animation budget beforehand for music videos and stuff. So like, yeah, if, but you CGI, CGI is a whole other ball game, isn't it? Yeah, but if it is the case that, say, for example, they're just diving, diving deeper into stuff that, like, say, for example, they've already got the blueprints for, like, you know, in the Obey music video where like Ollie and Youngblood are basically two kaiju's fighting in a city. Yeah, but that was such a. They did it like old Power Rangers style, so it looked shit. <laughs> it didn't look good, did it? That looks amazing. What are it, you talking it about? Like Power Rangers <laughs> in the nineties, where it's like obviously just two men in like polar styrofoam. Yeah, that was probably a bad example. Like, <laughs> that was probably a really bad example. 
but you know, you know, you know what I mean? Because like, thing is, you look at you look at okay, look at a music video like Lost, where it quite clearly was meant to be shot like something out of like a Netflix series yeah. or like like an actual like horror film. Like the the video in and of itself felt like a mini film. Yeah, well, that was a, yeah, that was a very well well put together a music video and Ollie directed it as well. And I think I think the thing is as well is if you look at their staging like having people dressed up as these monsters they're obviously focusing quite hard on physical prosthetics as well so like yeah but you don't see it doesn't happen that much in films anymore you can get away with it with like like i think the latest uh star wars series had a bit of practical effects but then it's still cg for all the big stuff okay i don't know or uh, if you want to have a go at it john I'm not <laughs> the man who currently at the moment my friends i don't know if you ever see any clips of the show on social media i'm like trying my best to like learn and edit them i've only just learned how to like edit in portrait <laughs> trust me with cgi let's see how that pans out yeah wait until you get you'll end up with loads of bamzookies do you remember those but i don't even i'm i can do graphics but just to like the bog standard creating titles when it comes to, like creating actual like human annoyed figures and all that it's a whole nother fucking a whole different ball game yeah well speaking of bring to the horizon the reason why i started talking about their live show and aesthetic because that mic stand is definitely going to be on stage when they tour the united kingdom with bad omens cassiette and static dress yeah and this isn't the updated poster because the updated poster has wow. got a lot of red sold out stickers on it yeah that's the one and that they, we need to talk about and they've added another london show Another O2 Arena. Just a little, just another one. Just another 20,000. Don't, don't worry about it. Yeah, that's, I think the O2, is that 20 or 22? It's 19. 19. I believe. So Bring Me the Horizon in London alone are going to be playing 38,000 people. Hell yeah. And then. I mean, to be, like, they've just played, they've just headlined download. Probably yeah. one of the best sets ever. Yeah. They're like, they, I would say probably one of the biggest bands in the world right now. But definitely the biggest, Active. the biggest modern band around right at the moment. There isn't, there isn't anyone bigger, actively speaking, than Bring no. the Horizon at the moment, like band-wise. Well, we, yeah, like if you think about who's led the way for the past, probably like past 10 years, since Sempaternal, I reckon they've just, they've been the blueprint for all heavy bands. Yep. And you look at the bands on a massive scale that are still dropping records, like, you know, Talica gave us 72 somethings and like... 72 winks. 72, yeah, I've got no idea what the, <laughs> what was the 72, was it 72? I don't know, man. Wasn't it 72 Sessions or something like that? Like, it was just Yellow. I remember that was the album artwork. But basically, like... Metallica when, do Metallica. And yeah. People still buy it. They, they dropped that album and, like, it wasn't like... I didn't feel any hype, anything special surrounding it. Whereas, like, Bring Me The Horizon for every single record in this post-human series have made every single one feel special, feel unique, feel like the start of a new era. And it's like, where did, where did that care and passion go from these older bands, man? I guess it gets hard, isn't it? Does it? Does it? Or do, do we just not hold people to a high enough I can't, You can't really put yourself in their shoes, though. Imagine you've been touring since the 80s and playing shows every year. Like, surely at some point you're going to be like, I can't. I can't. I don't have the the enthusiasm as I used to have. I don't know, man. Look at someone like Elton John. Elton John's still going out on the road at his age and giving his stage shows everything that he can. It's like if Elton John can, like, you know, have but outfit I'm, outfit changes or like different bits of production. And like the only thing that was different during that Talica set at Download was occasionally James Hetfield had a fucking cigar in his mouth. That was their production. My favorite part of the Metallica show on the Saturday was when Lars Ulrich stole a little child. 
Anyone see that? <laughs> There's a child in the like the snake pit area, and he was like, he came over, he was like, "Give me a." I guess it was usually trying to be nice, and the kid just started bawling her eyes out, and I think he gave it back. But but they cut the camera, so I was like, in my head, he just stole it. <laughs> he just never gave it back. He's like, "You're mine now. <laughs> You're mine now, kid. I'm gonna name you Tama after my drum kit. Tama. Tama. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean. Uh, that probably would have been the highlight of Metallica. Did Bring Me Steal a Child on stage? No. They just stole so. our hearts. Yeah. The child children in our hearts. But this this tour is going to sell out across the board. I don't doubt every single day, every single city on yeah, this so run if, with Battle um, In Glasgow, Newcastle, Liverpool, London, Dublin. You've got to get those tickets soon because they they won't be kicking around for Not like Bring Me Need Us to promote it. Not at all. But, right, cumulatively speaking, what do you reckon all of the capacity of those venues is put together? Um, How many shows you got? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 shows. It's the side of my brain working, doing maths. Um... 160,000. 160,000. It's about the capacity of Wembley Stadium, don't you think? Two Wembley Stadiums. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But what I'm saying is... I mean, I guess they could. It's just like... I reckon... I feel like they could do... Yeah, they could do that, but like... It would be a one-off. Yeah. Yeah. But dude, what I'm saying is, is I think for post-human three, this is the biggest tour of Bring Me's Life, period, UK speaking. Yeah. I reckon by pure, by the time post-human three rolls around, Bring Me are going to announce... a. Uh, post-human Wembley Stadium well, show because um, that's that's the, that's the biggest thing that they could possibly do after this if Ed Sheeran can do three nights or whatever it was at Wembley Stadium I'm sure Bring Me can get one yeah do one yeah a thousand percent and get Ed Sheeran out yeah do the buddy yeah Ed would come out for Bad Habits I don't doubt that they'd, ha- they'd bring out every feature under the sun for a one-off at Wembley Stadium yeah imagine they did Wembley Stadium and they were just like here's count your blessings in full <laughs> Everyone's just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> God, do some gutter rules. That was uh, Medusa, but they basically stole that riff off the Blood Diamond, which I've always had beef with. Really? But it's death metal in it. Everyone steals all the riffs. I do. Pr- I, basically, I, and Black Diamond Murder basically stole, stole all the riffs from Out the Gates, Slaughter to the Soul, which came out in the 90s. I love how much of a nerd you are about this kind of stuff. Yeah, but then look at the Bring Me Now. Imagine, imagine like you've just gotten to Bring Me through like Lost, <laughs> and like, and someone's like, "Oh, do you want to hear some of their older stuff?" Yeah, here's Pray for Plagues. Yeah, you can scare the shit out of you. <laughs> Literally, I I would love it if at Wembley State, you know how they did that mashup section on the they did Ali Pali with Ali Pali yeah. run, yeah, and like they just did like fifteen minutes. Well, it wasn't even fifteen minutes; probably about five minutes of just mashing up like three of the old school "Bring Me the Horizon" songs. Like, I think that would be the first they, time they something did. of that level would be played at Wembley Stadium. Yeah, they did the end of um, "Aretha After Reflections," the bit, the pre or the EP, the pre uh, "Count Your Blessings" song. It's like I hate all my friends. That throwback set at Malta was fucking sick as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Dude, so many people traveled out for that. I met a guy uh, on the last night who said that he came from Alaska just for that throwback set. I was like, damn. Fucking hell. Alaska. Yeah. Yeah. 
Probably lives in some hut with some bears and shit. <laughs> Just listening to Suicide Season on repeat. Yeah. Ah, oh, love that. But yeah, my friends, like, don't hesitate on getting these tickets for this Bring Me The Horizon room because they will not be kicking around. Selling out like hotcakes. Yeah. Do you know those hotcakes that sell out all the time? People, yeah. They're selling out like them. Selling out like hotcakes. Yeah. <laughs> Such a weird, I always thought about that expression. It's like, who, who was like, oh, these are selling out fast. Is it the implication that the hotter cake is a softer cake? I'm guessing, I guess it's just like a... So when the cake cools down, it gets a little bit more solid. Yeah, but you don't you don't want, don't want it when it's cold. Yeah, you want you want the you know, the hot, soft cake. I've never bought a hot cake, though. You know, isn't that like a northern thing? Isn't it another name for like a no. crumpet? No. no. Oh, okay, cool. We're not, <laughs> that di- we're not that different. Also, you're from the Midlands. It's not as... It's worth literally two hours from like Sheffield. Yeah. If that. Yeah, it's not. It's and not like, it's, it's not the like people up north world. who make it sound like we're a hundred miles apart from each other. It's because you don't know where you are, John. <laughs> we got the north and the south, and you're just sitting here in the middle, like some. <laughs> yeah, we got we got nothing going on around us for a good few miles. No we're, 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 we're nowhere near a beach. No one knows where they're coming or going in Birmingham. Yeah. It's like when, like whenever we say we're going like up somewhere, like people are like, oh, well, yeah, you're not northern, you can't say. It. And every time we say going down somewhere, so it's like, oh, you're not going down south. It's like, where are we going then? Yeah, you are just stuck in the middle. Stuck in the middle with you. Ah, Doctor Scott, thank you for saying it was seventy-two seasons by Talica. The dyslexia moment. I read that. What did you say sessions? Seventy-two. Seventy-two sessions. Seventy-two Stevens. Um, <laughs> Lamb agrees with me with Conkers. Well, speaking of Conkers, my friends, we <laughs> yeah. will be joined by Janelle from Conquer Divide in around about half an hour. Yeah, we will. About 30 minutes time. But what else has been going on, John, in the world of rock and metal and pop punk and emo and all the subgenres? I feel like release wise, things have slowed down a little bit. Don't you find that around like the June, July kind of time, bands don't really drop as much music? There's a lot of, um, I guess it's festival season. So a lot of touring goes on, on around these times. So I, I guess you want to like plan your releases around a bit more less so you can do a bit more press around it a bit more pushing for it but this is my thing in terms of, if you want to do more press around it you, like if you're playing you know grass yeah, pop usually you'll be like Hellfest yeah, Copenhagen you, you there'll be a tour and then you'll be like this is the album tour this well, the, the recent album then this is the album tour yeah and then everything else goes around it because mm. it's hard to promote an album when it's I'm not necessarily uh, I'm not necessarily saying an album just you know how like bands just like churning out a single here and yeah. there yeah actually I know you don't like the heavy stuff. It depends on who's providing the heavy stuff, because if it's what your icon is hovering over right now, I'm a big fan of this band. So have you heard? They've re- So Knocked Loose, one of my favorite bands, heavy bands, have just released a double single entitled Upon Loss, but they've just come out straight with both singles in one video, and it's directed by Brian and someone else. It's a pretty cool video. You want to check go. it out? Hell yeah, hit me. This is uh, Knocked Loose, Deep in the Willow, slash Everything is Quiet Now. The first time I saw them, they did a world tour with Every Time I Die quite a few years back now. That was off their first album. And they played, I saw them in Coco, I think. Oh, nice. That was really good. Did it have a barrier, I'm guessing? Oh, it's like a big rage stage, yeah. isn't it? Um, then I have seen them at a festival. I can't remember which festival. But then I saw them at 
last year in Vegas because uh, they did the secret show with Bring Me. Yeah, they did. Saturday in, in some casino. Holy fucking Did you not weed it in it? That was the same night as Elenium. Uh, and yeah, like, I, like yeah. the plan basically was go watch when we were young, go to hotel, freshen up, then go hit Elenium. Yeah, so uh, I had a, ver- a lot of different nights. <laughs> it was good because we saw Bring Me and Lock Not oh, so bring me a not loose and bring me did a longer set that night than they did it when we were young i oh, did they yeah so it was good because ah. they didn't get half an hour in uh in when we were young didn't they did they yeah every, every band got, got half an hour other than the headliners what? i guess there's so many bands on the bill so they couldn't everyone had to have half an hour for it to work man they packed that half an hour i felt like i was watching for an hour that was so much fun within just 30 minutes jesus christ Knocked loose, motherfucker, as a fucking as a bit before a breakdown. That goes so hard. That goes so fucking hard. <laughs> like for the band that gave us I, off, off. I love it when bands shout their own name. Yeah, man. Like <laughs> knocked loose, motherfucker. I did a meme today. I don't know if anyone's seen it. When I just did that, but I, I'm pull it up. I mashed up the uh, <laughs> pull it up on the ground, bro. I mashed up the words. I just, it came to me like a, a vision. And I was like, Joe, it would be funny <laughs> if I just made this into a meme. I appreciated this so hard, my friends. That's exactly why you need to make sure you're following Forever Loud on all of their social media and make it your homepage so you never miss out on the latest alternative news. We're going to take a very quick. Or don't. Or, or don't. Yeah. Ollie doesn't care. Okay. Doesn't phase. Look at that. Does he look phased? Bothered? I like it if he did, but it's not, it's, I'm not your boss. Don't tell you what to do. Yeah, all he does is suggest. Suggest. Yeah. yeah. Live your own life. Make it. It's not even my homepage. <laughs> What's your homepage? Google. Oh yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, my friends, we're going to take a real quick break right now. We will be back in just a few minutes. And joining us in part two of today's show, we have Janelle from Conquer Divide. Conquers dividing. I'm going to ask Ollie more about Conquers whilst we take this break. Yes, my friends, and welcome back to the John Mahon Show's coverage of Download Festival 2023. And joining us right now is Mimi Boss. How are you, my friend? I'm good, man. I'm just off stage. Let's go. I can imagine you opened it up literally and metaphorically as well with those circle pits. Like, was it was the pit action strong this early in the day? Like, actually, the security guy showed me the red cards. You get cards? Yeah, yeah. What to the cards? Really? Really? Yeah, yeah. For too like too much too much in the pit. It's us in the pit. That's perfect. Oh my god! I've never heard of that before. Like a booking system. What? Just causing havoc left, right, and center. Well, how did you find, like, I was obviously playing that early in the day at Download Festival. Like, there's a lot of people who've been, like, you know, stuck in traffic. There's a lot of, like, sort of tension in people. Was the energy there, like, immediately when you went out for me? Were they, like, relieved to see you on stage? There were, like, over a thousand people there. Let's fucking go. And, like, some too, we had mushroom going, so. That's awesome, like, just straight in there. That's just what the music brings with it. Hell yeah. And let's, well, let's talk about your music because like with your sound, I'm so intrigued to find out who your influences are. Cause I mean, like listening to your songs myself, I'm a big fan of like, you know, it's like Little Peep and Juice World, And like, I feel like there's parts of that culture in there, but then also you bring the heaviness and the riffs as well. So like, yeah. is that kind of where you draw your influences from? Yeah, you see, um, I'm an ultrovert. Okay. Um, I do love the larger than life aesthetic of hip hop music. Yes. But then, 
that was never aggressive enough for the anger I carried inside myself. <laughs> that makes sense. So I was like, okay, fuck it, let's just scream on top of it. Yeah. Um, I grew up listening to, you know, the Prodigy. Sick. Slimmer. Sick. Um, Bullet for my band. Oh, fucking band. Um, and yeah, I mean, especially the Prodigy, they were early days already mixing up styles. Yeah. So it was like, you know, just made sense. But again, I love Little Peep. I love Trevor Scott. Oh, what an artist as well. I mean, in terms of Little Peep. It's just sick. It gives you a different different feeling. Do you want to have like perfect balance between the vibe and the aggression? And that is hip hop and metal, trap metal. A hundred percent. I mean, like knowing a name like Little Pete, then when you're talking about that aggression, like that kid had so much anger with inside of him. But as you said, when you listen to some of the beats, like you kind of have to see it live to get that heaviness with it. Whereas like with your music, the heaviness slaps you around the fucking face. Like it's not, it's not in disguise. I mean, was that, was that something intentional from the get go? You wanted to have that juxtaposition of like you know, the trap style flows, but then that heaviness is something that gives it that, uh, that extra kick. Yeah, for sure. Like, especially the live shows, they're more um, metal related because we do add, um, you know, the drums. Yeah. Usually everything is programmed. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's proper beats. Yeah. And then, um, you know, you spice it up with like uh, guitar lick. Yeah. <laughs> it's like some shreds. Loop, but live, you know, I have my DJ with me. I've got the drums. So Sick. It's a double uh, kick. Yeah. You know, and that just adds. It's a bit more. It's a bit more power to it, isn't yeah, yeah. it? And like, it's, like it's a full metal show. Like, there's no hip hop. Oh yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I saw Kenny Hoopla perform at Reading Fest. I don't know if you had a chance to see Kenny Hoopla yet, but like, he's somebody who takes quite a lot of influence from the trap and rap side, and he has that DJ drummer setup on stage, and it works so well. Like the tracks got the yeah. the DJ's got like guitars, yeah. bass, and like a couple of backing vocals on it, and then you got the live drummer ripping the beat as well. You just need to find the perfect balance because you don't want it to sound too acoustic. Yeah, that makes sense. So we trigger um, the original sounds from from the beats. Sick. Onto the kick Sick, that's such a cool yeah, setup. Baby. Yeah, we fucking do. <laughs> Let's go. It sounds like such a such a well-rehearsed product that you've got together where everything is running like so tightly. And let's talk about the aesthetic as well, because I feel like the aesthetic very much matches the tone. Like this is probably gonna be the best dressed person that we have turning up for an interview this weekend. I mean, can we take a second to appreciate the fit? I mean, let's talk about it. Like where where are these items on? Because this jacket, this predator jacket, I mean, if you could turn around and just show us the back of this, like look at that. Look at that. Phenomenal. You get the wanker. Look. Oh, it says wanker on the bottom as well. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. So yeah, my mate did this uh, from Hackney Wick. Young. Yeah. So it's um, J.A.N.G. And um, another mate of mine made these two. Sick. This, this is where Holy fucking shit. So gangster. It's Leon Zombie Child. Check him out. Trash Life is his brand. And do you know the Great Frog? Great Frog they Rings. Me out before. Oh, look at that spine ring. Holy fuck it. I love the dragon one as well. Yeah. They are fucking dope. They're the best. Holy fucking shit. And did you do the makeup yourself as well? Yeah. That's self done. At least it looks it looks like it's been done by a professional, like a, pre, a, pre, a professional MUA. That's awesome. Like the red contacts as well. So I mean, in terms of the Mimi Box project coming up, what else have you got like moving forward over the next couple of weeks into well, the into the end of the year? Festivals lined up. Sick. Stuff, the 
next show is going to be in Belgium, Grasspop Festival. Sick, big so festival. That's going to be next weekend. Hell yeah. Um, and then we have um, 2000 Full Force Festival. Full Germany. Force. That's it. Um, that's going to be good. Um, we might say 2000 trees as well 2000 trees, 2000 yeah. trees right i am 100% seeing you live at 2000 trees you have my word like we'll make sure we're not chained to the press area on 2000 trees day because like genuinely like given the sound and given the energy that you've described earlier today like it sounds like i'm gonna get on with this set like a house on fire so i'm very excited about it but in, ter in terms of music like where are we at with like music moving forward like have you got any plans like down the line because i know collaborations are a big thing in the world of music at the moment is there anyone you've been teaming up with or talking oh, yeah. to do you know what i want ginger on my record so ginger if you hear this yeah so, ginger <laughs> literally you're I got on the whole new album ready i just need the feature let's go there we fucking let's put it out into the universe right now we will clip this and send it out ginger if you're watching Mimi would absolutely love to have some of these main stage download screens on the next record. Hell yeah, Mimi, thank you ever so much for your time today. And like, we can. Oh, thank you so much. And we. No, I've got. I've not got the dexterity to do that. To go to a salon to get them done. But yeah. Yeah. No, thank you ever so much for your time, my friends. Make some noise for Mimi Box. Yes, my friends, and welcome back to our two of the John Mahon Show, powered by Forever Loud, saluting alongside. It's for I'd get involved. You always do it. I never do it. Did it feel fun to salute? Kind of. I've never. I don't think I've ever done it before. <laughs> it didn't feel natural. I feel like I was just shoot like a gun. <laughs> that was a gunshot to the head of trepidation. Yeah. What a banger. What a banger. What a band. They just finished up a tour in the US with Malev. Malev and Bertuf. Yeah, we'd have to get Malev on the show at some point, man. Yeah. Top guys. Really do want to talk. Although, I was uh, a bit worse aware at Slam Dunk. Um, I went up to Josh, the guitarist, chatted to him for a bit, but I'm pretty sure I was just, like, punishing him. <laughs> Talking at him. I was just like, you guys are so good, man. <laughs> I fucking love I'm you, man, guy. dude. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think he, he was drunk or anything, so... <laughs> apologize for that <laughs> well someone who probably won't be drunk for a while is courtney kardashian is it courtney kardashian oh really well we might have to pause that chat john oh we could possibly have a special guest come joining us <laughs> oh my days that is perfect timing well my friends we can see the name on the old uh zoom chat oh hey there we fucking go so so my friends joining us live on the john mahon show right now following a very healthy touring schedule supporting electric Callboy, show a lot of a love and appreciation for janelle from conquer divide hello Let's go. How are you, my friend? I'm great. How are y'all? Good. Whereabouts in the world are you coming to us from? I'm currently in Massachusetts. 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 Massive two shits. Massachusetts. Yes. 
Oh, let's go. So Boston. Yes, kind of. I'm um, currently just, the only uh, person know. Yeah. like a little vacation. So. Oh, nice. Ah, let's yeah. go. Because I was reading today and you're quite an international band. There's members from US, Canada and the UK. Is, is that yeah. right? Oh, yeah. We're from literally everywhere. How did you, how did you guys all get together then? Is it a bit... Um, Lots and lots and lots of plane plane rides yeah. and scheduling and making sure we all take off at the same time, make sure we all land at the same time. It's, it's a lot of coordination. But after about eight years of doing this, 10 years of doing yeah. this, we're, uh, we're pretty good at it now. So it's just I feel like second. technology these days makes it a lot more accessible. You can just get on a FaceTime, you can get on a Zoom. I mean, we're talking across the world right now. Exactly. How convenient. We love technology. <laughs> Hell yeah. And I mean, in terms of like the inception of the band, like trying to get a band practice together when like you're all in different corners of the world, did you adapt songwriting wise with that? Was it the case that like you started like tracking individual bits yourselves wherever you were and then you send them over and there's, is, is there like a head honcho for piecing everything together? Exactly. You basically said it there. It's like a lot of like someone starts an idea and then they finish their idea then they get, it gets emailed to someone else and then someone's like, oh, let me add this. And then back and forth back and forth so it's a lot of uh email exchanging and like hearing waiting to hear back like hey did you get that email it's like oh yeah and then <laughs> so it's a lot a lot of um hey check your email hey, <laughs> do, you have a, hey. do you have a lot of file names where it's like demo version free version 3.2 version five. Oh yeah lots of weird working <laughs> titles like on the first album we had something called no no cat was a song no no um, cat <laughs> Fuck around and find out was Walking nice, the Paradise. Nice. Lots of funny names. <laughs> Hell like, yeah. And speaking, lots of working title. Speaking of Welcome to Paradise, we just watched it on the show. We did a little reaction. Like <gasps> really, really like loved like the dynamics in that song. I like that you have a great balance between heavy and like pop, which I think is something oh, yeah. that's a lot of bands are trying to trying to do now. They're embracing, I think, like the the stigma surrounding incorporating these elements from like commercial sides of music is no longer carrying the same stigma that it used to. Yeah. And I mean, like, have you found that as well that you're getting more praise than backlash for trying to combine these two worlds? Oh, for sure, especially with Welcome to Paradise. Like half the comments were like, "I love how it's like you know screamy parts and they accentuate the singing parts, and I love how you guys are going back and forth." Like that song has really like half the feedback is literally that that they love the balance they love the harsh vocals overlaying the, the cleans and it's been such a nice um and positive uh reaction to it which is nice because i feel like conquer divide's pretty good at doing both so it's nice that it's no longer like a you guys are pop yeah. you're supposed to be metal now it's like yes we love the two together so <laughs> it's definitely a benefit for us i think it's like a Put like some of the, the bands at the moment like sleep token probably one of the biggest bands right now sleep a spirit box and they do that so well so i think the way you're going is is a good thing for building oh hell yeah and like it's not just the the commercial influence as well with like the sort of as you mentioned like the popular side it's also the dramatic elements with stuff like strings coming in and like your use of like you know synthesizers and sample pads like who's like the driving force in the band between bringing those elements in because they add 
added such texture to the sound, especially on the heavier side. Oh, for sure. I think it's for um, a, a collaboration amongst like Kristen, our um, our rhythm guitarist. She is basically the genius behind all of the cool stuff. Um, it's her sitting together with our sound engineers and just thinking like, what can we do to like enhance what is currently happening? So like, for example, in Welcome to Paradise, there is like, I don't know if you can hear it, but in the, the breakdown, there's like a, like a, what do you call it? Like a jackhammer sound in the background. Yeah. There's like a bunch of cool sounds and it literally is just uh, a bunch of brainstorming, you know, picking each other's Hell brain yeah. like, that would be cool or, or that would be cool. So um, a lot of good collaboration. Hell yeah. I'd love to see some like studio clips of you guys like thinking what you could find to put into a song because Bring Me infamously did it with Teardrops where there's an amazing video of Jordan and Ollie sitting down and Ollie's like, I want an elephant sample in this song. And then it's like, cool, how do we find an elephant to like slot in and around this melody? Yep. Like I'd, I'd love to see a BTS on that from you guys. Yeah, I mean, album three, we should, we'll, <laughs> we'll document all of that. Just take a microphone out, out and about you and just record some samples hell yeah well that's that's what Billie Eilish did with bad guy like she took it took it from a crossroads in Australia like she was walking like the sound of like crossroads in Australia is like Oh, so she rec- yeah, so she recorded that's it on her cool. phone and then her brother processed it and put it into the song of Bad Guy. Yeah. I love that. That is so cool. Hell yeah. And it's awesome. It's yeah. awesome to see you embracing those kinds of samples and those ideas. But I wanted to chat to you about your voice and like your vocal technique because yeah. like your screams are just so like pure and raw, but they're also very, very polished. Like, how did you go about getting this technique over years? Is this a train thing or is this something that you went into and then perfected along the way? Yeah. Yeah, um, I feel like more the second route. So I've been screaming just in general since I was like 14. I'm almost 30. So that's like like half my life at this point. And the beginning days was just like a barky, not very good sound. And then about 2013, 14 is when I was like, you know what? I'm sick of this. I want to learn how to scream like all that metalcore, all those metalcore vocalists. Like I really want to learn. So then I just like practiced a lot and practiced and like made some really weird sounds. And then you blew out my voice a couple times, you know, and it was just a crazy ride. And then one day it just like clicked into place. And yeah. then ever since then I was like, okay, now I kind of get it. So I was, I was starting to do covers with more screamings. And then literally like maybe a couple months later, Conquer Divide hit me up to audition to be their screamer. And I was like, cool. Yeah, I can totally 100% what I'm doing. So that was pretty scary. But really, though, in the in the process of recording our first album, I learned a lot more about screaming because I was doing it every day right next to Joey Sturgis. Like, I feel like I just absorbed everything. I was starting to get it on lock. And then by the time that album was done, I was like, okay, I think I know. And then so as we toured and just kept you know, doing different songs, like all of our covers and just working on all the just screamy stuff. It just kind of refined, 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 and then kind of hear it where it is now. And then I became a vocal teacher. So becoming a vocal teacher really like, oh, it filled in even more of the gaps. So it definitely went from like, fucking around and finding out to like, <laughs> okay, I got a good idea to, oh, this is like, actually how you do it. So lots of practice. Hell yeah. And I mean, like you talk then about being a vocal teacher as well. I mean, like one of the most famous like proprietors of vocal teaching is Melissa Cross when it comes to screaming kind of vocal techniques and that kind of stuff. And like, is that someone who like you've either like t- taken lessons from or looked up to? Um, I've definitely seen like a lot of her videos um, and I've, I've never, I've always wanted to take a lesson from her just because she's so iconic. I feel like, you know, I feel like I do know a lot about screaming, but she could probably show me, you know, even more what to do with the voice. So I would love to have a lesson with her. But yes, I, I use a couple of her teachings in my stuff. Sick. And 
great. I, 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 as like my profession outside of the band, she's definitely a big idol of mine. I would love, I strive to be as knowledge in vocals as she is. Cause she's so cool. <laughs> she is the coolest yeah. girl. My mom used to be a singing teacher, little, little side story. And, uh, oh, but cool. she's more sort of operatic and pop trained, but I remember she used to do loads of like weird warm ups. but it's basically just to get your vocal cords going. So I used to hear from like up downstairs, just people going like, Ooh, <laughs> all that all those weird noises yeah. yeah you do a lot of that in your teaching i do a lot of the weird sounds i have um nasally nays and nosily nose we've got some googos lots of weird stuff yeah <laughs> amazing and i mean like it, do you venture into teaching people how to scream or is it just singing yeah. oh so it's screaming as well so the, the majority of my students are all in it to learn how to scream at the end granted we all go through a singing process just so everybody kind of gets to know how to work their voice since screaming is definitely the expert level of vocals so yeah all of them literally come in and they're like yes i would like to learn how to sing but screaming i want to do that so most of my students and then all of them are um have moved on to screaming i've had success with lots of them so hell yeah if you were to if you were to dish out like to anyone who's watching right now like it with with the thought in mind of coming to you for some more vocal lessons like to sort of entice people what would be some of your top tips for people starting out in this kind of world starting out as like a vocalist like we're just an average joe don't know anything yeah Ooh, i would say start stretching out your face because the face is heavily involved in anything <sighs> vocal especially once we we move on to screaming so kind of doing a couple stretches for the face, um, working on breathing, learning how to breathe from the right place. So maybe start, you know, working on taking air from your diaphragm and not from your chest and getting all puffed up. It's so really focusing on that lower belly breath control. And then the last thing I think would be start um, working on your chest voice. Your chest voice is literally your talking voice. So it's pretty easy to kind of, you know, emphasize it and get it stronger. Because when you have a chest voice that is nice and strong, not only is your head voice going to equally be as strong, but that chest voice will be nice and strong to hold on to your screams. That's Hell where most yeah. of your Top screams tips. start from. Hell yeah, Janelle. Where can people come to find vocal lessons from you if they, if they want to experience some more of this? Yeah, um, my email address, it's janellesvoxlessons at gmail.com. Nice. Hell yeah. It's easy. Hell yeah, my friends, if you're watching right now and you need some help, please hit up Janelle because like, as we've been saying in this interview, like your your vocals, especially like on tracks, why I'm like so excited to like try and come and see you live because if they're sounding this ferocious on track, like how much do they come to life live? <laughs> I mean, they're definitely very similar. <laughs> so I'm not going to toot my own horn. Oh no! I know. Toot that horn, and we will toot it for you because, like, the new music that you've been releasing, like the the heavier side of it, like me and Ollie were saying, like at, at the start of today's show, like especially with the track, like the invisible, like it feels like the way in which like conquer divide operate, where you transition from the lighter to the heavier sounds, like it's so seamless and like so smooth. Was that the main focus of this record to have like these juxtapositions in sounds flowing like like artwork, basically? Correct. That's literally it. We went into it thinking like, all right, let's, let's branch out a little bit. Let's, let's incorporate maybe some more ballad kind of anthems. And then maybe let's try to, you know, dip our feet into like more of like a really pop kind of funky song, or maybe we should really go into like a really heavy genty song. So it was mm -hmm. definitely like, all right, girls, let's, let's take it up a next knot. 
uh, a next notch, not a next knot, <laughs> and then um, see what we can do outside of the box so that we, you know, we can sound a little bit different, a little more updated, a little more fresh. So, yeah. It's like a representation of how most people listen to music nowadays. It's like not everyone, it's just one thing anymore. It's like, nope. I feel like most people that listen to alternative music, like a bit of metal, like a bit of pop, like a bit of pop punk. It's like, a, no one's just, I feel like the days of, oh, I'm a, metal kid i'm a hardcore kid i mean you probably still get those people but oh yeah like, the gatekeepers are still out there but like your, your average music fan seems yeah. to have way more of an open mind in 2023 and like i'm guessing you've probably seen quite a broad diverse music fan base coming to electric callboy shows like you probably see like people from every walks yeah. of life like on those kinds of toys i mean what has been like going around the world with electric callboy been like well, we haven't quite yet. That's going to start in uh, August. But just from doing our music video with them and yeah. Boy and all the different types of followers we've gotten from that, like if you just like look at all the different people who have followed the accounts or whatnot, like looks like just a different variety. It's not just all like a hardcore looking person. It's like, you know, you have people that look like they're really into pop and they're just like, oh my God, poor boy. Or you have people that I've even heard um, reactions or like, man, I normally only like metal and heavy and just screams, but man, that song like really touched a chord in me. And that's really cool. Cause it was I quite a, it was quite a, a surprise for most people. Cause up until that point, uh, Electric Callboy have had the hyper hyper, they had the pump it's, and then they came up with this track and everyone was like, whoa, it's like a not, it's like a sort of normalish sounding song, but it's, it's still such a banger. It's really catchy. And like, I, when I, I like, I've listened to it a, a bunch of times and it, yeah, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's super cool. I think it's super funny that when we did that feature, like obviously no one, you know, knows who Congre Divide is compared to Electric Hallway. And so all of the reactions were like, man, this this girl band has to be like a pop punk band or something. Like they have to be like really <laughs> yeah. poppy. And then they go and see like Atonement or like Welcome to Paradise. And they're like, oh, we were wrong. But it's it's kind of the same for Electric Hallboy. Like, you know. Did they, they reach went, out to you to get involved with that? How did that come about? Actually, it's it's kind of funny. I think Kristen somehow, I don't know if she like looked, I don't know how, but she found out that one of the guitarists, I think Pascal or Dan was a really big fan of Conquer. I think they really enjoyed um, Messy. That was like his favorite yeah. song. And somehow they started DMing on Instagram and that led to like, Hey, like you want to do a song? I think we have this like idea of one. It'd be really cool to have a feature and then boom, fuck boy. And then, uh, and then of course they're like, cool, um, let's do Fuckboy, and then maybe let's go on a tour together. And that's uh, that's kind of where we're at here. So basically, all because of Instagram DMs that's and um, Dan being a fan of Messy. <laughs> that's the power of the internet, though. And like, I I really do appreciate the fact that like bands are starting to do that a little bit more. Just bust people a message and be like, hey, we dig your stuff. Do you want to do something together? Like, let's let's make some music. And like, was it the case that like you did this trope remotely or did you manage to get into the studio together and actually like get those creative juices flowing? I think it was unfortunately remotely. Um, I think the instrumental and like all the electric callboy side was done by the time we, I think by the time we got hit up and then and we got sent the stuff and then that's when Kristen and Kia put their brains together and wrote um, everything Kia did. Um, and so, yeah, so unfortunately we weren't together with them hanging out in the studio, but Hey, maybe, um, after this U S tour, that'd be cool to do another song. Hell yeah. I mean, but like you jumped on one of their tunes, nothing stopping them from jumping on one of your tunes. Let's just, go. Just throwing that out into the universe. That's worth manifesting. Uh, 
Let's come on. Let's go. Nico, Kevin, let's get on a, <laughs> get on a Conquer Divide song. Speaking of new music, you've got your new album, Slow Burn, which is out in September, September the 8th, I believe. How, how has that all been leading up to the, to the release? Oh my God. I'm so excited. I, I'm like, I've been obsessed, you know, with our new album for like almost like two years now. Like I've been working out to this album for two years and I just, Sick. every time I put it on, I'm like, Oh, if only like the whole world could also work out to this, this <laughs> album. But um, I'm just so antsy. There's so many great songs that are just uh, like, they're definitely concrete vibe, like updated, like brand new. Like there's so many, um, there's one song it's funny. There's a song called Gatekeeper. So that's funny that you, uh, you said that. Earlier. I was like, oh, shit, we already wrote a song about that. <laughs> and then there's a, there's a lot of songs with me singing on it. I sing on three of the tracks. Nice. Um, oh, clean singing. What was that? Clean singing. Clean singing. Let's yeah. Go. Isn't that wild? So that's going to be cool. So I'm clean singing. And I'm just so stoked. I think every song is just it really it's just a banger not to toot my own horn again but toot toot this album is so great i'm so antsy i can't i literally have a countdown to september 8th on my on my phone because i'm just like just how many days and hours and minutes <laughs> literally i could literally tell you right now but uh, i'm so stoked like i'm like i feel like i'm more antsy than the fans like i've been antsy for years i'm just like ah oh, just i want you to hear it so we're getting close though and we're all like buzzing with anticipation I guess it's perfect time to go on tour with Electric Callboy because it's just before the album comes out. So you get to give a preview of some of those songs to some new fans and gain a lot more new fans for that exactly. album. Exactly. Exactly. We're so stoked. We had um, a, we had someone from Blind Channel on. Nico from Nico Blind, from Blind Channel. Channel on the other week. And they toured with Electric Callboy and he said they're one of the funnest bands to tour with. So it should be a Big good drinkers one. as Big well. Drinkers, yeah. Big drinkers. So <laughs> they're, they're German, you know? That makes sense. Yeah, it checks out. <laughs> it, it it runs in the blood. <laughs> yep. Jägermeister runs in the blood. <laughs> yep. So I, I just want to rewind just a little bit. You said there's a song on the new record called like Gatekeeper, and I mean I'm guessing that is quite literally tackling the themes of like the people who like tell people what they should and shouldn't be liking. Like is that is that the direction of that song in particular? Yeah. It's basically being like we don't care that you're trying to gatekeep what we're trying to do. We're still going to do it. Like just get over it. Like we're still going to fight the good fight. We're still going to give our, give it our all. And if you don't care, or if you feel like you can't do it, then you can just go, you know, it's very much like a, we're going to still triumph. And if you don't like it, okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> they're always, they're always the loudest in the room, aren't they? The gatekeepers, although always the ones with, but they're stood in the corner with their arms crossed. Yeah. Yeah. Pre they, preaching from the corner. <laughs> Yep, they sent it. The you front must know. Like, you must. I must tell you my opinion whether you want it or not. <laughs> and I mean, in terms of some of the other themes running through Slow Burn, what like what other concepts do you tackle on this record? Ooh, lots of cool stuff. So let me rack my brain. Um, so I read the new the new single, The Invisible, is about sort of being involved, being feeling a bit like an outcast when you're like in an alternative scene, which is, I guess, we've all probably sort of experienced, experienced throughout some our point life. In time. So it's oh, an yeah. important thing to write about. Oh, for sure. I feel like the invisible really hits home um, for all of us emo kids back yeah. in the day who felt like that. So I, I'm a big fan of that one. Um, we have an, another song coming out. Um, it's going to be the next single called New Heaven. And that one's about kind of you're shooting for this dream and then you get to this dream and then you realize, wow, this is not a, what everybody kind of amped it up to be. And then you kind of get like, oh, OK, well, 
that sucks, but at least I'm here. So it's, it's, that's kind of that theme. And then we have, um, let me see. Oh my God. Now that I'm put on the spot, I'm like, what are all these songs? <laughs> put a couple songs. of dumbbells in your hands and then all of a sudden they'll start coming back. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Um, the, let's see. Gatekeeper. Then we have wide awake, which is such a good song. I'm not on it vocally, but it's such a groovy song. Oh man. It's, I think we might, eventually release it as a single but i don't know don't quote me but it's um that song is about basically like if you're with somebody and they just keep pooing on your dreams and they're like ah you're never gonna make it and the song's literally being like well if you aren't gonna be here with me while i'm achieving my dreams then you can go and not be around anymore then you know um so there's that one and i'll give one more let me think okay let's see um let's do I keep wanting to say welcome to paradise, but what, what about the last track on the album? I'm always interested to find where you leave the record tonally. Okay. Let me double check. I'm pretty sure it's gatekeeper though. Oh, gatekeepers. How you end the album. I like that. Like a big fuck you to go out on. <laughs> Basically like, I hope you enjoyed the album, but if you're still gatekeeper, then this one's for you. Hell yeah. That's exactly like bring me the horizon ending ammo on heavy metal. Just being like, yeah. Oh, like some kid in a black Dahlia t-shirt is going to tell me this isn't heavy. Here's a beatbox just to say, fuck you. There you go. Enjoy it. <laughs> yep. But no, I was right. Yeah. Gatekeeper is the last one on the 13 tracks. We have Hell a couple yeah. of heartbreak songs. Only girls, a heartbreak, a heartbreak song. And I will also say the heaviest song on the album is called afterthought. Afterthought. Oh, okay. Is that got a gnarly breakdown in it? It does. It is like probably the gentiest kind of sound we've ever done. And I love it. It's really cool. This song has been written ooh, like I'm thinking like 2018, 17. Damn. And then, yeah. Yeah. Long time ago. And then we um, I asked for us to pull it up again when we were when we were tracking the album because I wanted to redo a couple vocal stuff. I was like, there's a couple things in there. I want to just like clean up a little bit. And in doing so, I think everybody heard it and they were like, Hmm. And then they gave it a complete facelift. So this song has two versions of it. The one that basically is like ancient. And then the one that, that we, that you'll hear on the album. So I'm thinking one day we were throwing around the idea of uh, releasing that first version. But I'm not going to lie. The one that's on the album is way sicker, but the other one is pretty cool too. It's very, um, like architects that's like the yeah. first thing i can very architects vibe on that one but yeah afterthought Sick. keep that one in your head that's a good one keep it as a as a main thought yeah as a main thought that'll be anything but an afterthought <laughs> before thought before thought oh my days well janelle just before you get out of here which firstly thank you ever so much for your time but secondly like as as a band of women in the music industry, like who are being such amazing role models, like by the sounds of it, and hearing your stories and like the themes that you're talking about, the fact that you're like giving such an important like perspective, like have you had like, like ladies reaching out and saying like, Hey, like this means a lot, like seeing you up on these stages, talking about these themes, acting like a sisterhood, like together as one, like it gives us faith that like, there's still good people left in this horrible dark industry yes lots of those comments especially after we play like i've you know we just played rockville here in florida and you know half the people were like you guys 
are just, wow, you inspire me so much. Like we're, we're not used to ever seeing like a group of ladies up there, but not just a group of ladies, like a group of ladies who actually kick ass yeah. and they're just doing the thing. Like I literally constantly always hear like, you're so inspiring. Like I want to do that. Like you, you literally are giving us, um, a voice, you know, cause we're, it's, it's hard being a female in the metal industry, you know, it's, it's easy to get stepped on and not respected. And the fact that us doing what we're doing, um, and, and, and having that inspired others to do the same thing and give them the courage is like all we ask for. Like that, that means the world. I'm so here to inspire the masses, especially the ladies, but it's quite wild. Um, a lot of men come up to me and tell me the same thing. Like, awesome. it's like, it's wild. Yeah. They're like, you girls are so good. Like you inspire me. Like I want to scream like you, like it's wild. It's, you know, it's definitely coming from both sides, which is nice. So it's not just like the guys are like, Oh, whatever. No, we get that like equal. Like, the whole spectrum of humanity. Exactly. Yep. Even like moms, like there's a, a couple moms <laughs> at Rockville that were like, you're so good. I want my daughter to take lessons from you. Like you're I might even take lessons. I'm like, oh my God. Just had a naughty so, business card. It's so much love. <laughs> that is phenomenal. And the most wholesome note to end this chat on. We can't thank you enough for your time, Janelle. And my friends, if you're watching right now and you are in need of some vocal lessons, or maybe you're in need of some more bangers in your life, turn to Janelle and to Conquer Divide. Brand new record out on September 8th called Slow Burn. Show a lot of love and appreciation for Janelle from Conquer Divide. This was fun. Thank you ever so much, my friend. We really do appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all have a good one now. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, that was amazing, my friends. Lovely, lovely guest. Hell yeah. Janelle Conquer Divide. And I'm so excited about this brand new album, Slow Burn, out September the 8th now. Like, yeah. especially Afterthought. Yeah, like look out, look out for that. Yeah, heavy bang and gatekeeper. I'm excited about gatekeeper. Like heavy bang and fuck show. you too. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, lovely guest. Hell yeah, and I do believe that's the first time as well a guest has actually had their camera in the right position for the show. Like yeah. we've had a lot of people in portrait mode, and shout out to Janelle for getting the landscape. We do, we do tell them in the email. Yep. But, says, uh, can we can we just have you connected to Wi-Fi and landscape, please? We don't read the emails these days. Yeah, although I am a John is the worst. I am a sucker for missing important emails. John will reply like <laughs> three days later, being like, "Oh, sorry, I've only just read this, and I've already replied to the." <laughs> replied straight away ollie is the ying to this show's yang keeping yings in order yep yinging it to the cows come home i don't know <laughs> Tired, oh my friends thank you ever so much for joining us on this wonderful monday and in fact i did this earlier right? i pre-prepared this on a thing right every thursday every yeah. thursday we do a thing don't we we wear t-shirts yeah which have bands on so my which i'm slowly running out of <laughs> come join us on a thursday where we do something called band tea thursday so sure. whatever you're doing it's not band is it it is a little peep thing t-shirt ah. yeah so my friends when you wake up on tuesday if you're working from home if you're going to the gym sorry no tuesday my friends on thursdays whether you're working from home whether you're going to the gym whatever you're doing whack a band t-shirt on whilst you do it come join the community of the show we're starting a revolution called band t thursdays so it's put the, your it's the uh, 
softest revolution in history. It is indeed. It will not you be televised. Your, um, you got your like your Cuban revolution. You got your industrial industrial revolution, and now the Banty revolution Banty. has begun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. At least one that has material on it. Bro, are you sweating your ass off in this room? I am so hot. <laughs> it's so warm. We're in John's attic. If anyone. <gasps> We don't live in America. We don't have the luxury of aircon in this country. Yeah, our houses are designed to keep the heat in. Like I saw this argument happening on Twitter today. Do you see people like from America being like, "Oh, the UK are moaning about a heat wave, and it's like eighty-six degrees Fahrenheit, like thirty degrees Celsius." It's like our houses are designed to keep the fucking heat in. And we're on a top floor, and heat rises to the top. So we're literally in a sauna right now. Yeah, I might have to crack a window in a second because this is <laughs> like I, I can feel my face. <laughs> yeah, my hair's stuck to my foot firmly. I see you. Forehead. You look. You look ravishing. I just start looking drown rat kind of style. But I was trying to segue into something way before Janelle joined us, which uh, that was a pretty decent oh, segue. Yeah. It was a decent segue, wasn't it? Why? What before? Before Janelle joined, like, because we were talking, I can't remember why we were talking about drinking. I only remember uh, five minutes previous to what I've just, what's just happened. I'm like a fish. You, you just like Dory from Finding yeah. Nemo. You just delete everything else. And well, before five minutes ago. I well, I said that speaking of drinking, someone who's probably not going to be drinking for a while is Courtney Kardashian. Yeah. Yeah. How about that for a second? I think it is Courtney Kardashian, isn't it? Yeah, because old KK. Has and TTB Travis Barker, not Tom Brady. Got surprised. I don't. I, I I imagine he already knew, but everyone else found out the other day at a Blink show where Courtney held up a sign saying "Travis, I'm pregnant," like from the music video. Yeah, and it was a uh, good. It was very wholesome, good little bit, wasn't it? Like. 10 out of 10 wifing there. Like if you're... Imagine that was the first time Travis had... I hoped it was. Like, Jay, when you said that, you were like, oh, he probably knew beforehand. And I was like, I hope he didn't. But it's like... He's <laughs> playing a massive arena show. Oh, bro. Like, like an the... arena show to Travis Barker is just like another day. Yeah, true. But yeah. But my, but finding out you've, you're having a kid. What have you, what was, he was like, oh, I was thinking about leaving, actually. <laughs> I'm stuck in it. Dude, like, okay, I don't watch their show, but judging from his Instagram account, he's nah, very, are, very loved up. They're a cute couple, and I am the authority on cuteness. <laughs> uh, Ollie uh, has um, spoken. Okay, yeah, and then uh, didn't Mark say something in the clip as well? Like, Did he? You're pregnant or something? I don't know. Oh. I can't remember it. Because I, I can get it up. There's been quite the bromance on stage been going on between Mark Hoppus and Tom DeLonge on this tour. Have you seen it? Like yeah, the, the, it's nice the, that they're back. The, the little yeah. scrotal tickling that's been going on. It's nice. Yeah. Basically, it's like the old days. Yeah. But, like it, of, but men in their 40s. Yeah. Like late, late 40s. I can't. <laughs> doing, I think. Doing dick jokes. I think Mark started it. Like Mark, like Tom was like playing a solo and Mark just reached underneath and just gave Tom a little tickle. And then a video came out a couple of days later of Tom doing a big old, sorry, Mark doing a big old bass bit. And then Tom just reaching through for the, the little tickle. Little uh, reach, reach around. I Here we go. Oh, has Travis got a clip on his, Let's check it. on his check gram. It. <laughs> Hey Travis. Fucking doing the dirty. 
<laughs> Tom DeLong is a national treasure. In a stadium as well. Look, he doesn't look like he knows, man. Do the first time we found out? He doesn't look like he knows. Like, the boys are jumping down off stage. He's like, what? <laughs> Tom's not taking this seriously in the slightest. I mean, she's got quite a bump on there. Does she? It looks like it to me. Unless I'm just being. Mm. I don't know, man. Was <laughs> I just being offensive? The fact that Tom's like, someone's dick still works. <laughs> well, it's great. Oh, like genuinely, any time my life has a major announcement, I wish Tom DeLong was around to give social commentary on yeah. it. Just, just lowering the tone. Yeah, just putting it <laughs> in the absolute dirt. Imagine that. That. Uh, Kids life. Imagine just being anyone. Travis already has kids. Let's yeah, let, yeah, let's not true. act like he doesn't have one of his kids is supporting him on this fucking tour. Actually, yeah, do you know uh, speaking of when Isn't I, it Landon Bar? Yeah, speaking of when that I saw Not Loose and Bring Me, Landon opened up that show. Oh, did he? Yeah. I didn't I didn't catch him though. And I do believe on this run he's been covering what's my not what's my age again, when your heart stops beating. Was he? Yeah. Wow. They've got he's got got a new brother or sister coming out, coming their way. Or Half brother or half sister? Yeah, yeah, and half Kardashian. So they'll they'll that is sad. Gonna, they will not know the meaning of struggle. <laughs> they, they ain't gonna be like they ain't gonna have struggle for any money. You know, imagine just being like, "Oh, Dad, can I borrow a tenner?" That is is a million. <laughs> it's a million. <laughs> Courtney's got a be- extra million just in the bottom of a bag. Yeah, just you just reach down. It's like, oh, there's some pearls. There's like a gold encrusted card holder. Yeah, OJ's like, glove. Just all sorts. Like Mike, Mike. <laughs> I don't get it. So do you know OJ Simpson? Yeah, basically murdered someone, but got away with it. But his um, lawyer was one of the, was. Rob Kardashian? Allegedly. Rob Kardashian? One of the Kardashians was his lawyer. Yeah. And yeah, one of the evidence things was him putting a a glove. He was like, I can't have done it. The glove doesn't fit. But like the video of it is he's not putting his hand in it properly. (laughs) Because that was like one of the key pieces of evidence is that he was, he'd thrown a pair of gloves as he like left the scene. But he's like, the glove didn't fit. He's like, the glove didn't fit. But Damn. Like, I mean, you just didn't put your hand in it properly. <laughs> Damn. Was it televised? Yeah. Oh, damn. Is he even a fucking uh, net, uh, like whole docu, like drum, dramatized series where Cuba Gooding Jr. plays OJ and Ross from Friends plays the Kardashian lawyer? Damn. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> just what an aside that was. Holy fucking shit. That's why I said. She had in his. She had OJ's glove in her bag. It was just a little shitty, shitty joke. It just over over my cut naive that, cut that, cut that. over my naive head. But <laughs> Doctor Scott says at least that one had material on it. I don't know what he's talking about. Um, 
What were we talking about with material? T-shirts. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This one. Oh yeah. This one isn't just often John wears <coughs> a little bit of cloth draped over his body that like, calls a t-shirt. Yeah, a vest. There's like the, the minimum amount of fabric required in order to constitute a vest. And then Tom Key, shout out to yourself, sir, because Tom Key, we had a very lovely conversation following the Heavy Music Awards about Sleep Token. Yeah. And I'd actually love to get Tom on the show because Tom works within publishing. I think publishing is a very, very interesting topic. Yeah. Not enough, firstly, people understand the ramifications of, but f secondly, not enough bands understand the ramifications of. That's where you get a lot of your money from. Yeah, baby. exactly. So yeah, you get your ad, get your song on us on an advert. Yep. Help you get you good, a good publisher. Yep. Collect all those bloody royalties. Yep. And uh, yeah. Get Tom on? Yeah. Tom, <laughs> we will hit you up, my friend. We'll get you on the show because I think that's a very interesting topic of conversation and something that you don't really hear discussed much about within the music industry. Nah. I guess it's it's one of those things when you start a band, all you think about is writing music and then you think about getting signed to a label. And uh, a lot of times the publishing is a different part of the, uh, the business that yeah. you really think about publishing prs managements like labels like we're going to endeavor to bring some more of those people onto the show my friends so that like if you and try and give good advice because a lot yeah. of bands sign shit deals and it ends up biting them in the yeah. ass real hard yeah just because you get given money doesn't mean it's yours yep and doesn't mean that they're on your side because yeah. of a financial exchange yeah there's a lot of bands that we know that have had some pretty shitty deals over the oh, years. Yeah. Like, the music industry is a cruel mistress sometimes. Yeah, a Medusa, if you will. Yeah. Turn you to stone. And your wallet to stone as well. <laughs> I was trying to think of my... I think the heat in this room is stopping my brain from... Bro, it is so hot. ...producing my top quality... <laughs> yeah. My replies. friends, on Thursday show, we're going to crack a fucking window in here because Jesus Christ. Well, speaking of Thursday show, do you know what? I'm being organized. I'm getting guests yeah. already lined up. Yeah. It's a bit early, but um, <laughs> as December falls, we'll be here. <laughs> a, few, a few months early. But, uh, yeah. It might be July, but December is falling upon us. This Thursday, my friends, in hour one of the show, we'll be joined by As December Falls. And do you know what? We might even try and get Tom on. Talk about some publishing in an hour too. Yeah. Yeah, that could be fun. You got anything else you want to you wanna plug, you want to talk about? On Thursday's show. On Thursday's show? Now, today's show? Today's show. My friends, just before we get out of here today, firstly... Check out all of our stuff from Download Festival. Massive shout out to Ollie. Worked his ass off making it all look and sound real good. There was a wind issue at one point that Ollie really had to strongly navigate. Yeah, I, it turns out I can't control the wind. And when sometimes when wind hits microphones, it causes a lot of... Yeah. And, that, and well, that, some of it is and easy. At that point, it's it's yeah. just we just got to go with well, the wind. Sometimes it's easy to get rid of and sometimes it's just near impossible and... I had a few of those occasions, but but you smashed it like you couldn't tell. Yeah, it's because uh, yeah, I'm very anal about that sort of thing. He's it's one of the reasons why he is the MVP of this show. This show wouldn't look or sound anywhere near as good as it does without this man right Imagine here. Imagine that the I'm the MVP on the John Mahon show. <laughs> 
truth, my friends. Dude, if I was in if I was in charge of this, like it would be an iPhone plugged in and I'd be trying to make that well, look good. Okay, so n- coming up next on Thursday on the Ollie Route show. <laughs> changing the branding now. Would you go the Ollie Route show or the Forever Loud show? Nah. I wouldn't go. I, I don't want to have either. You wouldn't have either. Like, you can have like a fun title, like. I don't know. <laughs> Too hot. I can't think of a good name right now. Um, My friends, heat has killed the humor. Um, I'm trying to think of some pun on Ollie. Uh, nah, it's not. No, it's not. No, nothing jumping out immediately. Get your Ollie's. No. Get your lollipops over here. <laughs> So anyway, we'll keep it the John Mahon show for now, right? Yeah, until we can think of a more funny name for it. But my friends, one real last thank you to you. Thank you so much for tuning in over the last two hours. Thank you so much if you dug us out on YouTube and watched any of the clips. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel. Turn your notifications on to never miss a live stream. Going to go back to doing some giveaways as well. Potentially, I've got yeah. I've got quite a cool giveaway. Going to give away one of John's vests. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe. And yeah. then and some other cool stuff. That, just just a, a sweaty vest. Yeah, the, the potential of a real cool giveaway. I had an email about it earlier, so I'm working on that. We should try and give away some tickets or something. Like some well, tickets to gigs yeah. or festivals. As I mentioned before, 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 we will have a Bloodstock special with one of the members from Bloodstock yeah. at some point. So look forward to that. I imagine we may be able to give some tickets away for that. That would be huge. That would be fucking huge. Yeah. We'll be cool to give away trees tickets as well. See if we can sort that out. Yeah. Well, we've got a few weeks until it until trees. So yeah, we'll do a tree special, like a must see band at two thousand trees. That's two thousand trees, not just like a trees special. Yeah. Not What's your favorite tree? Christmas. The great oak is mine. Is it? Well, yours is pine. Yeah, pine's good. I like um a uh, well the palm like yeah palm tree. Sort of. Palm tree. That's a very solid tree. Yeah. I get PTSD whenever I think of palm trees because I once did a club night where I tried to, where we did an Ibiza theme night and instead of just buying inflatable palm trees, I was like, I can make that out of wood and paint it. Mate, are you talking about not safe for work? Yeah. I helped <laughs> assemble. I actually assembled some of those palm trees that were on the wall. It was wall. so fucking terrible, weren't yeah. they? I should have just bought inflatables. I just came around to do some videos and they were like, oh, can you, can you, uh, <laughs> can I had you to like tie together the, tree? tie it together with bits of string you know, i'm not good at arts and crafts <laughs> diy am i doing this <laughs> exactly <laughs> anyway oh, on that note my friends all that's left for me to say is my name's john mahon peace and love stay alive and i'm ollie Ryle. go fuck yourself <laughs> that was a good one that one yeah it was <laughs> dead air dead air <laughs> bye <laughs>